Well, this is Stargraving Madness. I'm Lex. I'm Britt. And uh, we kind of started this podcast just to talk about all the weird stuff that happens in, you know, life. And uh, I already fucking hate it. (laughs) (laughs) You should keep it. Uh, Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, So, yeah, we're relatively new to this. Uh, Obviously. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to kind of talk about a bunch of different random stuff. Um, Really kind of like conspiracy theories, obviously, true crime stuff, which Britt and I are both incredibly interested in. Uh, Like haunted, uh, fucking, what's the word? Attraction. There we go. Weird, creepy stuff, because we actually lived at Stanley for a while because of that reason. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so this is the first episode that we're going to do. It's going to be... Uh, kind of like a, probably like a five or ten parter. <laughs> probably a lot. Yeah. There's a lot to it. Yeah, we couldn't exactly put all of this into one podcast without our brains melting. So, it, first one is a conspiracy theory, and we're going to start off by saying that this is just a conspiracy theory. None of it is real. There's not a lot of actual evidence. This is just some ideas that we have, you know, seen and heard about. Um, there are some weird coincidences, but as of right now, they're just coincidences. But the first thing we're going to be talking about is, um, Isaac Cappy. Um, Brittany? Britt? Um, if you don't know who Isaac Cappy is, he was basically a small-time actor. He had a part in Thor and there's another one. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. He had a small role in that. But he was basically kind of a background actor for the most part. Yeah, like a, like a but like B-list he, actor? Yeah, B-list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyway, he's known mostly for being a whistleblower for Pizzagate and Pedogate. And if you guys don't know what a whistleblower is, it's basically somebody who um, pretty much comes out and says that, hey, uh, here's a bunch of weird shit going on, and... A lot of whistleblowers end up dead. We've seen them in, you know, military and stuff like that. I mean, whistleblowers are kind of common. Um, but yeah, he was a he was a big one that is involved in all of this stuff with Epstein. Um, uh, you know, he committed suicide. Uh, what was it, May twelfth, two thousand nineteen? Yeah, May thirteenth, twenty nineteen. No, oh, my bad, May thirteenth. Okay. Anyway, his his death was a suicide, but it was still very weird yeah there's a lot of questionable things of it right so um we're gonna talk about this starting off but like i said you guys we're gonna leave some links and stuff at the end of the you know in the description for y'all to look upon yourself but be careful because it is a fucking rabbit hole of a mess like Britt and i have researched this for what almost a month now it's been a minute yeah and decided to just break it down into one yeah, there was way too much in order to compile yeah. it into one segment because there's so many branches to the tree, it's not even fun. Right. So we're going to start off with in uh, July of 2018, uh, Cappy, he posted a video uh, where he accused Seth Green, who was supposedly like his best friend at the time. If you guys don't know who Seth Green is, he's an actor. He was best known for... Um, Without a paddle, he was. Uh, he made robot chicken. Right. He was in Scooby Doo, and he voices uh, Chris in uh, Family Family, Guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, they were best friends, and uh, so apparently, he talks about this in his, this video, which we'll link in the description. Um, Seth Green basically came up to him and was like, "Hey, let's talk about the chickens." Which in and, the FBI's list, yeah. it, chickens are children. And uh, he pretty much kind of goes on to describe um, about how Seth Green and his wife were into pedophilia. And uh, after that, he began naming other A-list celebrities like Tom Hanks, Michael Jackson, and Steven Spielberg. 
which is interesting. Yeah, there was a lot. Uh, you had Stephen Colbert, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Kevin Spacey. Which Kevin Spacey uh, the already The royal had. family. He did like a whole video on the royal family. Which that's going to have to be another podcast because yeah, the royal family is... Uh, yeah, they're... They're, uh, <laughs> they're a little weird, but let's not... Let's, we, let's, let's, we could do a whole show based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> really good. Uh, that's the sad thing is that this isn't just in America. It's also following the royal family too. <clears throat> but um, also, I don't know if you found this or not, but I found that in the same uh, instance that he said that there was a bookshelf where he hid the kids. Right, he like walked place. in and he was like, this is where we keep the kids. Like, he yeah. just said it behind casually, the apparently. Yeah. Yeah. During having dinner one night. And there's apparently a large symbol right when you walk into the door that's like the symbolism of pedophilia, but I can't find anything. Well, of course not. You kind of really can't see in the celebrities' private homes, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but that would be great if we could because it would solve a lot of problems for all of us. So, um, interestingly enough, after he began speaking out about these things going on in Hollywood, uh, a lot of like mainstream news outlets began like began like publishing like kind of like info about him being like one of them was he was supposedly involved in abusing and choking Paris Jackson, who is Michael Jackson's daughter. But not only that, uh, Isaac Happy and Paris Jackson were actually friends, and um, you know this is most likely could this have been to like slander his name, you know, yeah, I mean, to kind of like discredit him because like how many times have you seen people, even in like an instance of because this is something weird. It's also but Justin Bieber when he kind of started talking about like you know people started speculating about his yummy music video and stuff. Um, he had accusations against him shortly after that video came out that were eventually proven false but oh yeah you know it seems to be like the the whole Chris Billia thing going on right now right like the second he started calling people out for being weird he got called out for questionable behavior that right it's almost like to make them look like yeah like they're crazy or incredible yeah yeah uh, that was really interesting to me because, you know, that was actually one of the biggest things that a lot of people in the internet are talking about is that, you know, I think it was actually TMZ that released that, that got viral that he was, because if you look up Isaac Cappy, the first thing that pops up besides his death, <clears throat> excuse me, besides his death, it's obviously him choking Paris Jackson out, apparently. Yeah, but I mean, that was the first, yeah, along was, with the allegation, uh, apparently he got called out for, uh, he had um, some sort of instance where uh, he threatened Seth Green's wife. Yeah, I heard about that. But I'm not entirely sure about all the information on that. Yeah, me neither. But uh, so. But he, there are articles that pop up when yeah, you Google his yeah. name. Okay, so we recommend that anybody listen to this. They really kind of dive into Isaac Cappy and the people that he accused. And um, I would not recommend using Google. Uh, yeah, there's not really much. Yeah, I would actually recommend uh, DuckDuckGo, which, no, this is not a sponsorship, although that would be awesome. But I used DuckDuckGo in my research and found a lot more on everything than I did using, like, Binge or, or Bing or whatever the fuck it's called or Google, you know? So... <clears throat> In his one of his last videos um, that he uploaded, he uploaded this video, and uh, we're actually it's you can find it on Twitter. But um, he uploaded this video of what looks like a bathhouse showing like a rather alarming amount of number of like these young girls. Yeah, probably like, what seven to nine, seven to ten maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they were like walking around like in bikinis, and they were like pouring this like in a bathhouse. There's a section where the women that babe the men go to to dip their clogs into the bowls that are around the room of the bathhouse. Right. And these little girls were the ones walking up to the bowls and getting the rags out. And so it makes you like wonder you know are are they washing like older men and is that the extent of this or what is there to this? Right. This is a hotel 
it was filmed in the lobby of a hotel or bathhouse in a hotel. That was based off a turkey, right? Yeah, it was a turkey. Yeah, see, the thing that was so weird about it is that he didn't say anything in the video that he uploaded. He just uploaded it. It's a 16-second clip, and it just shows these women. But he never talked about why he uploaded that, did he? Like, I couldn't find anything no, on it. No, I couldn't find anything. All I could find was just people sharing the video, which makes me wonder, like, why he never, like, if that, that okay, so if you are in a place and you are coherent enough to record something, right? Yeah. yeah Obviously, sure. he should have said something beforehand, but, you know, shortly after he died. Yeah. So maybe he was well, getting ready to... thinking that he recorded it himself. No? No, I don't think he recorded it himself. I think he had an insider that knew about it, that recorded it, and he had the footage. And See, didn't we'll never know, know what to do with it. Right. We'll never know. Um, but then again, yeah, you're right. I mean, you never know with the whole, like, Epstein Island. Majority of the people that are on that case list, you know, are people that he called out. Right, and in the first place, yeah, and that's, that's on like documents, so we have to, to take into consideration that there is some actual truth to what he was saying because you know, those documents came out, and everybody that's on his list that he the people he called out is on is in the document for the Epstein trial. So, you know, and even Kevin Spacey's not too far believable because he's already had reports against him. Kathy Griffin has been called crazy and been accused of being into satanic yeah, satanic <laughs> satanic <laughs> satanic cultures you guess i'd excuse me i'm slightly not good at pronouncing my word pronouncing my words so just see, look at it again <laughs> right so um you know he also pointed that out he called it a cult in hollywood he said that um it was like a, a satanic cult and he also which i thought this is really interesting and i'd like to find out more about this so he claimed that the parents of the child actors were totally aware uh of what was going on and that you know that itself was a form of sex trafficking and yeah you know, uh, that's what i figured out too because uh weirdly enough around the time he named tom hanks right uh Sarah Ashcraft came out and said that, that her dad, her dad was sold her. Sold, yeah. selling her to Tom Hanks when she was younger. Right, which we're, we're going to talk about Tom Hanks and all of that a little because he, he's a, he's a, he's got some weird quirks that people have kind of just overlooked in the past, and he, yeah. he's a, he's a very interesting character. So I think like maybe the next part we should talk about him more because if you go down that rabbit hole, of Tom Hanks, relating to Isaac Happy, you get where we were, which was. Uh, three days later, we were both wanting to pull our hairs out because there's just so much going into that. Um, but I do kind of want to get into a little bit about Tom Hanks today and how, because he was pretty relevant to Isaac Gaffey um, in some pretty coincidental ways. You know, like not saying anything, we can't accuse anybody, but yeah there was some weird stuff going on so you but know we'll drop links and stuff to pictures right because then. you can very much still find these on the internet he's not hiding him this came from an actual his actual twitter account what we're about to you know talk about um it, it's, it's, it's just it's just weird on its own apparently right because you know he likes to post those the uh pictures and gloves just yeah. one glove and, and it doesn't have something about shoes or something too yeah he has a thing with shoes and gloves yeah it's it's weird so you know about a month before cappy's death and you can see in the link that we're going to drop um the tweet it's literally like i think a month before his death uh tom hanks posted uh a tweet and it, it was just a, a picture of a singular glove but the caption was what made everybody kind of go hmm uh, you know, in the caption, he it says, Historic Route 66, roadkill, I hope not. Which is, you know, we wouldn't think anything about it when he posted it, but after Isaac Cappy killed himself, it was weird because he supposedly jumped off of a bridge on Route 66, right? Yeah. And he was supposedly hit by a car. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's 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 a coincidence, but it's it's kind of a big coincidence that he yeah, would... Yeah, like a guy jumped off, off a bridge. Right, and he did. accused you... You know, that's something normal police would be like, you know, that's, that's a little weird, you know, yeah. because it's Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know, but also let's note that if you, you can't find the actual report of his death. No. <clears throat> but people have said uh, in multiple articles that we've read, uh, he forced himself. He was yeah, like forcing himself. himself off the you know, I don't know what to make of that. Yeah. And apparently there were two witnesses. 
yeah, that were trying to stop him. But here's the strange thing: is there were two witnesses, and there's supposed dash cam footage that was dropped of Isaac Cappy on the bridge the day that he committed suicide off the bridge, supposedly. And in the video, you don't see anybody around him. And his hair doesn't blow in the wind. The cop doesn't react in the video to him being on the side of a bridge. Right. There's, he's not blinking. He's just staring, sitting weirdly on the railing of this bridge. And it doesn't make any sense. I think maybe he, uh, he was already dead. That's what I was thinking to begin with, yes, but the way that that works, he would still fall back. Right, because if you, almost the mortars was the same place. I, I feel don't know, like I don't know. that it, it was the same day, though. Let's do an experiment. That it takes well, mortars, 12 hours to set in, or, or something like that. I'm, I'm actually not 100% sure. Nobody quote me on that. You know what? Um, I, I want to go back and look at the dash cam time. And see. Yeah, we'll also keep talking about that because uh, this is not something that we can just give you all the information in one podcast. This is something that that's gonna have to be stretched. Yeah, out. it's gonna be stretched out. We're probably gonna talk about Isaac Happy a lot because we'll give we'll do update videos and stuff. Yeah, because hopefully some more stuff comes out on this. But yeah, that was uh, that uh, that was really weird. So. um <clears throat> now let's talk about his suicide note that he left. That was, uh, anybody's seen that out there. We're going to post a link to his Instagram. And also, it's we should note, uh, his Instagram was white. He, Completely, he has, uh, now. Yeah, just the Instagram. No, apparently he that happened when he posted. He posted that and then he wiped his account. Yeah. Of everything. So, which is really weird to me. But his suicide note kind of made me... Um, Where's a few eyebrows, you know, Britt? Like, because you know me. I study serial killers. I study really fucked up things, you know, people yeah. killing themselves, stuff like that. I've never yeah. seen a suicide note quite like this. No. Right, because a lot of the suicide notes, you don't really talk about religion. It's uh, you, just weird. Yeah, so, um, we're just going to read. Because I don't, yeah, no, he was, yeah, I figured out he was Christian. Yeah, but still, as somebody who... But still, that's still a reach and still so strange for, like, a suicide note being the last thing that you're going to say. Right, you're going to talk about Jesus and Trump, which was weird, talking about Trump and the the, the QAnon and saying that he had let Trump down, which is... I mean, it's weird, right? Like, you don't... It's not a normal suicide note. So we're going to read his suicide note. Um, because it was really weird. And I'm, I'm going to let everybody know, there's some weird words in here. Kind of some big words, because apparently he was big brain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, we're going we're gonna to read this for y'all. And we're going to point out some kind of interesting things about his... Yeah. Uh, because the way it's written, too, is just strange. Right. He has a lot of words that he capitalized, which we're not going to get into that, because we've already tried to decode it, and if you put the words together, there's not really anything that it comes out to. He just capitalizes yeah. a lot of these words, which is which is also weird of itself. So um we're gonna we're gonna read this. So it starts off <clears throat> fairly normal. He says, Hello, over the course of the last week through introspection that should have happened <clears throat> many years ago, I have came to some stark revelations about my character. It is a testament to my utter arrogance that these revelations had not come sooner. You see, I believe myself to be a good guy. I have not been a good guy. In fact, I have been a pretty bad guy throughout my life. I have used people for money. I have betrayed many people and much trust. I have sold drugs. I have tax delinquencies. I have debts. I have abused my body with cigarettes, drugs, and alcohol. I have been abusive to people who loved me, including my family. I have, I have expected help without proper without putting proper work in to help myself. I have used money to gamble and lose instead of using it all to further my gifts. Earlier this week, I committed an act so flippantly without thought that will become synonymous with short-sightedness and petty, vile greed, and in the end, has cost me everything. I will publicly disclose the details at the right time. You see, while I supposedly wanted to make America 
great, I have not put much work at all into making myself great. I have wasted much money on speculation and gambling, and I have gambled away my future. Time that could have been utilized to nurture my many gifts has been wasted on frivolity. Thank you. And while it's true, I've spent many, many hours of research and disseminating information about bad actors. I have had so little care for introspection of my own actions. It is a testament to my sheer arrogance that I had not come to see these revelations sooner. To the Q movement, I am so sorry. I brought shame upon the greatest military operation of all time. But really, I've only brought shame upon myself. And while it's true I've outed many pedophiles that were former friends, I remained in their sphere for much longer than I should have and attempted to gain from them after I knew about their actions. And in my sheer arrogance, I did not even reflect on this fact. I've been a great betrayer of trust, a squanderer of gifts and goodwill. Q says they will give people enough rope to hang themselves, and I have hung myself. I have told many people in the Trump administration that I am willing to admit to my many crimes in a public setting and committed to execution in a public setting. <laughs> a nation cannot suffer its traitors, and I am no exception. Sorry, guys. To those I have inspired... <laughs> Keep up the fight. It is noble work. However, I have not been a noble man. I am an imposter. To those who have offered their trust and care, I apologize. I have wronged many people throughout my life. And while I have many talents, I have not utilized them. To Jesus, I am sorry I betrayed you again. This time, she was on the other foot, though, and I am happy the earth shall see the justice it has waited so long for. Jesus, you have offered me so the earth shall see the justice it is waited. Oh fuck, my bad guys. Uh, you've offered Jesus. You've offered me so much, and instead of reveling in your wisdom, I use my attention on darkness. President Trump, I have betrayed you and squandered goodwill, and I now shall forever be known for my actions. These revelations have come way too late, but I am not so arrogant now that I would deny them. In the end, I shall be remembered for my actions and not my hollow words. To the many, many people. To many, many people. I don't. I'm sorry. This is not a good first, first podcast, guys. Not even. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll uh, keep going around because it's kind of funny. Um, to the many people I've acted abusively towards, I am very, very sorry. To my former friends I have used and betrayed, I am sorry. To those I have deceived, I am sorry. Although I must say, in my sheer arrogance, I did not even realize that I'd been the bad actor all along. And while it's true I threw myself into a very dangerous situation, outing the truth of Hollywood, I did not reflect on my own truths and many, many shortcomings. It is one thing to know what is right, to know the truth, an entirely different thing to act in an uptight manner. Upright manner, my bad. I've been lacking in gratitude, humility, honor, service, and proper care for others. I have not honored the light of God within. Also, it should be noted that I have recently been made to believe that I am the reincarnation of Judas, the great betrayer. And while I could have utilized this period of the Great Awakening to awaken myself, I have used it to focus on the darkness of others and in not the darkness within. To be clear, I was so arrogant that I did not see the darkness within or even reflect that I could not have, that I could have darkness within. I actually believe that I have been acting upright. It is very, very sad, but I hope that the people of the world can utilize my folly in a positive light that you all may use my mistakes as an example for personal growth see the light in others nurture the light in yourself the le this lesson has come too late for me but perhaps it can inspire you i will be using the remainder of my time on earth to atone for my transgressions and to see the light within in others and myself july 4th 2019 return of the king return of the light so uh first of all let's take a shot every time he says um arrogance <laughs> Sorry, it's a little bit like humor. But uh, yeah, so that was really weird. Um, especially the part where he called himself the, the, the reincarnation of Judas. Um, I thought that was really weird. Did you not think so? I mean, yes. 
I, I don't know what to think about that. His whole thing, and I was really confused about the July 4th. Well, here's the thing. I feel like it's not even him. I feel like because he typed it, I feel like this isn't even <laughs> Right, because, I mean, it's very weird how they... Because um, that's exactly what you would do if you wanted somebody to look like a crazy person. Right, uh, talking about Jesus and apologizing to Trump. Yeah, I mean, yes, like, I, I do believe he did support Trump, but yes, why would you? Why would you? Why would you publicly, suicide? yeah, apologize to something that you know? I, I, to my knowledge, I doubt <clears throat> Donald Trump cared. Like, let's be honest, uh, I highly doubt this man cared about Isaac Happy, let alone know who he was. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So. I I don't I don't know I just um it was weird so the, the bottom of it really confused me because it says July 4 2019 right <clears throat> yeah which is weird because he died May 13th so for me I was like well what the fuck is that but um doing some research into it <clears throat> many people believe that this date was his dead man switch yeah which a dead man switch is a switch designed to be activated or deactivated um, if the person becomes incapacitated, incapacitated, thank you, through death uh, or loss of consciousness. <laughs> so people think that his dead man switch was Epstein's arrest because, um, as far as I can find, Epstein was actually arrested on July 6, 2019, and his date was July 4th, which I mean, it could be a weird coincidence, but lining up the fact that he was talking about pedos in Hollywood and you know yeah. all that stuff it's kind of uh interesting you know um <clears throat> he also talked about mk ultra and mind control which was something that was actually very much real uh that the government actually did you know yeah. um i just thought it was weird how he i don't know all of this is so weird and so bizarre that you know sometimes i maybe think that uh Maybe, maybe Tom Hanks did have something to do with it. Or the government did, you know? The, the weird thing, too, is there's a phone call that was made. Really? Yeah, there, I found... A, I'll have to find it again because I cannot remember where it was. But I found a video or a clip of a phone call that one of the supposed... Uh, witnesses mm -hmm. made right the, the teenagers yeah yeah and like they do sound concerned but they don't sound like they're trying to fight a man jumping off bridge you know what i mean right and <clears throat> what they said in the document supposedly is that he was grabbed by these witnesses that were trying to pull him down from the bridge and was struggling with him but they're standing around calling right and then also they're not in any of the video footage from the dash cam from the police so you think maybe they were paid witnesses so yeah i mean they have that happen all the time like even in the columbine instance they had certain uh certain um actors come in that had been crisis actors in other big events around the world that were literally the same people in right. these interviews like the sandy hook and it doesn't make any sense because it was an actual event yes but they had they had people. to dramatize it so right much. right right all right so actually um i found a, a report that i showed with brett last night uh it's an article that kind of caught my attention uh it's called the belmont incident and it's by this guy named Corey. i'm not going to release his last name i mean i know it's public but just yeah, to kind of preserve everything. Yeah. Um, but we're going to leave a link so if you guys want to read it. Um, yeah. He basically talks about his suicide, happy suicide as a whole. Um, uh, going into it's a more in depth. depth. So I'm going to just read a few pieces. 
from what was said. So, um, all right. So he says officially on the morning of May 13th, 2019, Isaac Cappy left the Days Inn Hotel in Belmont, Arizona, and walked across the train the Trans Western Road overpass, which spans I-40. There he sits, contemplative words, contemplatively, sure, yeah, uh, almost meditating, looking towards the sun, before beginning to suddenly act erratic, spurring four people to call 911 and warn authorities that he may be attempting to commit suicide. So it names the, the teenagers. Um, the Deck brothers, passing by on, on the way to school, immediately believed him to be attempting suicide, pulled up next to him, got out of their vehicle, and tried to grab and restrain Isaac from going over the rail. Isaac then hit the I-40 pavement below. The fall was observed by a witness on the phone with 911 at the time. The witness ran down the dirt embankment okay. to attempt to render aid and was 15 feet from Isaac when he witnessed him being struck by a Ford 150, or F-150, Jesus Christ. First responders would, would arrive approximately five minutes later uh, and attempt to order life-saving measures. Isaac was pronounced dead at 7.42 a.m. In the next few hours, six witnesses would be interviewed and determined that Isaac committed suicide would be made. His parents would be notified within three hours of the event that Isaac had indeed committed suicide. So, before we go further, that's, that's kind of weird, right? How it says yeah. that they had him... And then all of a sudden he just goes, he over, goes the rail. over the railing and hits the pavement. Right. That's just in a second. Right. Like, that doesn't add up. If you have time to get out of your truck, did you grab him or did you not? Did it say they grabbed him? Yeah. So uh, going back up, it says uh, they pulled up next to him. They got out of their vehicle and tried to grab and restrain him. Okay. It says they tried to. Go. Okay. Okay. That may be. So they might not have gotten to him. Right. Right. Okay. But so he but talks. Still, yeah. Every other article that you see puts him at he was or he forced himself right. off. Right. It says that he uh, was forcing himself off, which is yeah. weird because, like, most people who are actually going to do it, they've kind of made up their mind. And that, no, no, that's not always the case, you know. Yeah. There, there could have been some hesitation. But you would think that if you were so drastically forcing yourself like if okay so if i'm sitting here and i'm on this 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 bridge right yeah i'm leaning over and i'm holding myself trying to push myself off those guys could have made it to me you don't you don't you think they could have pulled me back in time if i was literally struggling to force myself off you know there's hesitation there is hesitation. there is hesitation yeah, i guess it just depends on the time frame and that's the weird thing too with the footage video though is like, you would think in this day and age of, like, fucking cameras being literally everywhere. Everywhere, right. That like, they would have, like, a street cam or some sort of view. Well, of from the this. bridge, yes. From the highway, no. Most highways don't. Yeah. But depending on where the bridge was, yeah. So, here is, this guy talks about some of the things that uh, Britt and I have kind of touched on, you know, he says that it was deemed an accident or deemed a suicide within moments. And the officer's reports reflect this and they don't really investigate it, which is kind of, which is weird considering three days before this happens, he releases a video saying he's not suicidal. People are after him. Right. But you have to think about this from like a cop perspective. A guy jumps off the bridge. They're not really going to investigate it. That's an open and shut yes. suicide right there. But given yes. that he was kind of, famous they should have looked they into his death looked a right little deeper, yes. so you know but here's the thing is like we've said he stated several times the previous week in videos that he was not suicidal and yeah. that there was people around who would tear him limb from limb for what he had done uh the so that actually this this guy brought up a good point that i forgot to mention when we we're talking about the suicide note that alleged suicide note doesn't even mention him taking his life no. It's more it than an apology. It seems like an apology. Right. I'm going to do better. Right. And I'm going to see Because he says, I'm going to spend the rest of my days. Exactly. Right. That's weird. Uh, you know, he brought that up. Uh, the point. Um, it said That's that, what I was thinking, too. It right. It seems like a very uplifting thing for a suicide note. Like right. It has continuous. And it says that he was on his way to go see his mother. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, so, I, 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 with a note. With a note, he was on his way. Like, after he posted the note, he was on his way to go see his mother. So, it says here that uh, the family was notified within hours, but it would be over 60 days before an official cause of death was given by the medical examiner at the 
Caconio. 60 days. 60 days to get, uh... That's way too fucking Way too long, right. So, it said that... Suicide? No, that's not even right. You don't... So much fucking... What? So here it says, um, if officers would have investigated this case, they would have discovered that Isaac was spearheading a social media campaign called Unseat Epstein. Yes, the same Epstein who committed suicide in prison and had many enemies both in Hollywood and Washington, D.C. If they would have talked to his friends, they could have told him that although he was distressed and definitely not in his right mind, that he believed people were actually trying to kill him. Isaac was worried for his life. Yeah, and if you watch his last video, you can tell that there, he's most definitely a horrified person. Right, but see here it says uh, that his last video was taken as a pre-suicide confession. Uh, that he was a great man and he must pay for his crime. I actually can play like a little bit of his video right here because uh, this guy in this article has it set up. Um, this is his last recorded video. So I'm going to play a little clip from this. Actually, uh, we kind of came to realize that you guys might not be able to hear that very well. So we're just going to copy this article. And if y'all scroll down halfway through the article, it's got a video. And this video is an hour and 20 minutes long. And it's definitely worth watching. Britt and I both watched it. And yeah. he really does it's, actually it's state several times in that video that he's not suicidal. Yeah. Um, you know, so none of this was really investigated. And officially, he committed suicide. Um, the first article that actually broke the story of his death was, uh, TMZ. Uh, nobody really knows how they got the scoop on him. Right, because because they're the ones who... That is the first one that would be like, oh, this is fake news. Right, and they're also the ones that reported that he, uh, was terrorizing Paris Jackson. Ah, see? Uh, so, but what they said in this article was uh actor who allegedly choked Paris Jackson jumps to his death. Yeah, see so, that paints him in as, such right. a fucking negative way. It says the actor who allegedly choked Paris Jackson and accused Seth Green of pedophilia jumped off a bridge in Arizona and died. Uh so yeah. It uh, I don't know. It just Yes. I'm sorry, but the way that I see it, if somebody is going to out you for being a pedophile, and if they can find something that would make you a pedophile, you're a pedophile. Like, that's it. So if somebody would accuse Seth Green of being a pedophile, like, why would they not go through and take that accusation seriously? Right. So here is an interesting little tidbit that this guy posted on, and this is all... Um, allegedly at this point in time um it's called this little part in the article is called the curious case of bart graves so apparently bart graves is he's a department of safety public safety information officer and apparently he called everyone's attention early on um because they began making connections between him and hollywood and they made um some allegations that he leaked the story to tmz um He's got a pretty impressive, uh, he was a, been a full-time professional PIO with the department since 2007. He uh, studied journalism and broadcasting at Northern Arizona University. Um, so he, for over 25 years, he worked as both a reporter and an anchor for a number of radio and television. And by the way, Isaac Kathy, he was in Arizona when he passed away? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he, uh, he was in Arizona. So, but... You know, all in all, it says that all about him that he was a reporter, but apparently what it fails to say is that he was a producer for Warner Brothers for nine months, as well as a spokesperson for the Arizona Democrat Party. So, um, apparently he has a history of leaking stories to political allies. Uh, the, you know, you can click on it, it gives an article uh, that explains 
how he did his part in taking out the Republican opposition while working as a DPS office. So there's another video that says uh, Hollywood Isaac Cappy, Hollywood Graves Isaac Cappy press release by Democrat operator in Hankspan. So it goes in this video about, I'm assuming talking about all this. I didn't really click on this last night because my internet was spotty. So you guys can check it out for yourself. Yeah. Um, so this guy, he, he apparently has quite a history. People who think he's a LARPer, a liar, a disinformation agent, uh, a CIA operative, or a deep state spook. You know, uh, they kind of question, people kind of question his emergence onto the scene and interest. But <clears throat> here's how he became involved with the investigation. So he had first heard about Isaac's death on May 14th. He said that he remembered waking up to text messages stating that Isaac Cappy had died in his backyard, which means that he was close yeah. to the accident, not well, literally in his backyard. Yeah, um, and he, that you know, he was crazy. asked if he, right. You know, you wake up and, oh shit, there's a fucking dead Hollywood actor in my backyard. Yeah, with a, my no, backyard. a normal Tuesday, guys, yeah, you know, but no. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, people were asking if he did anything about it. He forgot all about Isaac, but, you know, he, uh, the author recalled that the previous year had made some crazy accusations and now he had forced himself off a 22-foot bridge and committed suicide, you know. He, this, this guy was kind of baffled about learning this because he had driven right under the exact same overpass not only 24 hours prior. He was also there shortly after it happened. Um, you know, he is a creator and writer for this, this website's called the Phoenix uh, Enema. It covers historic, religious, and conspiracy theories. He's uh, also a professional guy. So he picked up a group uh, that morning at 9 o'clock, and they had been passing under the Transwestern overpass westbound somewhere around 925. Uh, when he got online, he read local Flagstaff headlines about the incident. Uh, multiple sources said that the highway was blocked and traffic was diverted until 10 a.m. And I thought this was really interesting because he says that it most certainly was not. He called the Coconico County Sheriff's Office and asked him about the incident. And they told me that the scene was cleared and traffic was back to normal at 10.30. So if the road was blocking traffic... He was pronounced dead at what? 7.30. 7.30? Right. But anyways, this guy's saying that if the road is blocking traffic while being diverted, he would have seen it as he crossed that transwestern overpass. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, it's not really necessarily proof, but it is, you know, kind of weird, you know. Um... He felt the whole situation was strange, and he made a YouTube video discussing it. He was contacted the next day uh, by someone claiming to be a close, close friend of Isaac. She said she stated she spent a week with him in Apple Valley in the not-so-distant past, and that she was abruptly distraught at what had happened. She asked me, since I was a researcher, if I could search to the best of my ability what had happened to Isaac, as there was a media blackout and no one seemed to be talking about that. Um, I said, he said, aside from a few YouTube channels who cover this type of material, there was really no national exposure to this. And seeing the natures of Isaac's worst, I found that to be coincidental. Which, yeah, that is really weird that there wasn't a lot about him, about his death, because he was very upfront and adamant about people in Hollywood being pedophiles. You know, he, I, I yeah, I mean, he didn't hold back on that information at all. So it is, the author has a point. It's kind of weird that um, he definitely didn't, that nothing was really talked about. So Exactly. Like, if somebody that comes through that, that bluntly and with that much of a name, like, he had a name in Hollywood. Right. He had a name. So, and he had the connection. So why was he not treated the same way that other celebrities are treated when shit like this? Because, you know? Probably because he was a whistleblower, honestly, know. you know? Um, I mean, you know. yeah, I think that's it. it. It was really strange that nothing was on there. And that guy actually goes on, apparently, which I must not have read the entire article he apparently did a whole investigation on it but i can't seem to find it he said it was listed on his uh his his website and i cannot find it where he made like a conduction or something so i don't know what that means i don't know if perhaps he 
deleted it or if I just am big dumb and can't find it, but you know, that's something worth looking at. I don't really know who this guy is. He's got like a pretty crazy website um, on everything and he could just be, you know, another conspiracy theorist and not have anything to back it up, but. Oh yeah. Um, I found Um, oh, here's more on the Seth Green incident. Oh, is that like from the HN uh, documents? Are you able to find those? The Phoenix Enigma one. Oh, okay, because there also was like a the HN uh, thing, which was incredibly interesting to me because it talked about um, it was like a word on word because apparently Kathy got so frustrated that people weren't taking him seriously that he just kind of just up and went to 8chan to try to get people to take him seriously so I mean this is what this article says more about what Isaac Cappy like experienced with the whole Seth Green situation right I think it probably is from the 8chan because in the 8chan he literally just yeah, that's okay. kind of what this does. Okay, it says, March 19th, 2017. I went to a party at Seth Green and Claire Grant's Malibu house. Um, I hitched a ride there with Tyler Shields and Anna Mulvoy 10. The night ended with only Seth, myself, and Seth's brother-in-law, Bill Johnson. As we were about to leave, Seth pulled back a bookcase revealing a secret room. He then said, this is where we keep the children. This was another room with a lot of bunk beds, possibly for guests, but the top room in the house was decorated with a kid's theme with stuffed animals everywhere. Also, as we were leaving, I noticed a very bad smell, and it smelled like something had died. Oh, no. April 18th, 2017. While eating dinner with Seth and Claire, Seth said, we need to have a talk about chicken. Having researched pedophile rings, I suspected that chicken was a code word for children. During that conversation, everything hit me like a ton of bricks. He told me that they were into having sex with children. I asked him if they were involved in sacrifices and rituals. He said they weren't, but they raped kids, so maybe they were lying about that too. Who knows? We probably should have given a little bit of a trigger warning for that, because I didn't realize he was very blunt and... Yeah. Just kind of... Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, sorry. I mean, we kind of do have an explicit, like, uh, rating on our thing. To yeah, be it's rated careful. Yeah. and premature, so... Yeah. But, okay, sorry. Carry on, Britt. Um, says April 21st, 2017. And then it's a few links. It says, Seth sent me a group text between himself, Claire, and me, sharing a link to an Entertainment Weekly article. Um, And that post is some of my artwork with the implication that he got it placed in EW. The very first comment on the article was from the Illuminati Facebook page. Yes, the official Facebook account of the Illuminati. Is that a real thing? I don't know. I have no idea. I can't imagine. I don't want to look that far into it. Some of this stuff has made me kind of nervous about uh, looking into it, honestly. Yeah. It said, I went to the Facebook page and all of the posts seemed tailored to my specific circumstances. The post that stood out the most was one that said, join the Illuminati. You will get $250K a year, any car you want, and live anywhere in the world. There was another post that said something to the effect of, it doesn't matter how old you are or what your position, you can make all of your dreams come true. The comments on the EW article have since been scrubbed. April 22nd, 2017, there was a party at Seth and Claire's. A man by the name of Dan Ferguson struck up a conversation with me and he started asking me about my car. He was talking about how great the Teslas were. 
He asked what I drove, and I think I said a Ferrari being cheeky. He then mentioned my Hyundai, my actual car, and I was like, alright, this is quite a coincidence. He also mentioned that he liked to spend entire weekends without his phone. I think he was indicating that we should ditch our phones for a convo, but I played dumb. Later, at that party, my fake front tooth fell out, and Bill Johnson said, you know what they say about people whose teeth fall out? Means they're about to die. So that was a death threat. Was it a joke? I didn't know. I didn't want to chance it, so I played along. See, that's just weird on its own. Yeah. Nobody talks about that. Yeah, a lot of these people are uh, famous celebrities. I've kind of looked into the names. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, Bill Johnson, though, he... He was a minister. He was a holy shit. I think he was also named on uh, the. Uh, it was the same Bill Johnson. It, it, it's a minister, but you know, kind of not surprised with that. Hand in hand, sometimes falls in. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. I think he was named in the documents as well. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, um, June to mid August 2017. It said after all that, he just left the party pretty shaken up. And he didn't want to make any waves, so he played along with it. Um, but June to mid-August 2017, in the following weeks, I approached a few friends and told them the situation. But once they heard what I had to say, they wanted no part in getting involved, which is understandable. Over the course of the next few months, I began drinking quite heavily and started to spiral out of control. I felt trapped. I didn't want to approach LAPD because they have a history of covering up these types of situations. I didn't want to approach the feds because I really didn't know what to make of Trump dismissing Flynn so early in Trump's tenure, and I didn't know who was trustworthy. Also, I was extremely emotionally conflicted. I didn't want to hurt my friends, but the thought of my complicity through silence was eating my soul away. It was truly the worst anguish of my life. Seth and Claire were in Thailand, so I knew that gave me a bit of time. Well, by the time August rolled around and it was Claire's birthday, there was a shift in their demeanor towards me. October 4th, 2017. I texted Claire saying I would like to meet up. She said that she was in New York. I replied that I would be leaving town on the 14th or the 15th. October 13th, 2017. This is when the situation really started to get crazy. Coincidentally, the night before I was to leave Los Angeles to go back to New Mexico, I was on the patio at a Thirsty Cow, a bar near my house with my roommate Anthony. I noticed a man walk by, looking at me, and talking on his phone, paying very close attention. He walked away, and then ten or so minutes later came back. Still scoping me out, still on the phone, my spidey senses were off the charts, so I decided to follow him. I kept a decent distance, but he saw me following him. When he got back to his car, he pulled out a bulletproof jacket from the back seat and put it on. That's not something uh, every yeah. normal person has in their car. Definitely not. Like, we're not about to get in our cars and just pull out our bulletproof jacket. I mean, maybe we fucking should. I mean, maybe we fucking <laughs> maybe should. We fucking should. I mean, I'm not, not yeah. right now. <laughs> no, I just, uh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> That's like... See, and this shit is crazy. Like, I didn't even know any of this shit. I didn't either. thing before him. Well, you know, if you click on the articles now, like, because there's links into this article that I sent you, um, they're all deleted from 8chan, which, you know, it said that he deleted all of his stuff before. Yeah. But, yeah. So he himself left it? Apparently. I don't know how true that is, but, uh... Yeah. Yeah, um, that was really weird. Okay, so it says, at this point, I went back to the bar. I went in and told my roommate, Anthony, that I wanted to leave. We headed on foot to the Black Cat, a restaurant bar in Silver Lake. We went inside and we were near the front entrance. There was a man in a Juventus jersey. I don't know if that's a brand or what. I don't know. At the bus stop that wouldn't stop staring at me. I tried to ignore him, but he just stood there staring. I went to the back of the restaurant near the bathrooms and just stood there waiting. I was there for probably 10 minutes, and at this point, I started texting people I could possibly go stay with. See, and he's already paranoid at this point. Right, he's really extremely paranoid here. Granted, like, if a dude was watching me and pulled 
like a bulletproof jacket out of his back seat. Yeah. When I went to follow him, I'd be questioning shit too. Especially after outing pedophiles. So, right. You know, there's a lot of questions with reasoning I behind it. I was scared shitless. Yeah, honestly. I don't blame him. No, I, if I was. He had to have been deeper than we were able to find for him to be this paranoid. Because as far as I can tell, uh, he didn't really have a history of mental no, illness. No, he did didn't he? Yeah. have any history of mental illness. No, nothing like that. Right. And that's why this is so crazy. Is because, like, you would think that this is a crazy person. Right. But it's literally not. He was a completely normal person until he figured out that all these pedophiles were in Hollywood. And, you know, started outing them. And started surrounding himself with all this dark shit that he just wasn't ready for. Right, yeah. But he also took a note on it like he was trying to do people good by letting them know that it was happening. Right. But, um, it says, let's see, I tried to impress upon Anthony that I really wanted to get out of Silver Lake, but he didn't really didn't realize how much I wanted to leave, so I left myself on foot down Santa Monica Boulevard. I arrived at the 7-Eleven on Santa Monica in Virgil, and there was a large group of LAPD officers in the parking lot. Hmm. It says check traffic cam put check traffic cam footage there. Um, which is a good idea actually. We should probably do that. That's gonna be really hard to do. You yeah. have to have like some kind of You don't think it would be like online somewhere? Uh no. So look at traffic cams. No, we'd have to hack into the traffic cam and bull. And I don't know any hackers. You're right. Not you're criminal right. minds. Yeah. You're I'm right. not Penelope Garcia, which right. I wish I was, because she's a badass bitch. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I asked them to arrest me because I thought I would be safer in jail. That's hella paranoia. When you go up to a cop and you're like, and you're please like, arrest please me. Take me to jail. I'm better there. Right. They That's... declined and laughed at me. Obviously. Of course they did. I mean, yeah. Um, it's funny yeah. walking after me. Yeah. Like, take I the fucking like, jail. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, my phone was dead. I went across the street from the 7-Eleven to the Virgil, hoping I could charge my phone, hide out, and reach out to some people. I ended up running into Ariel Macaron, an acquaintance I hadn't seen in a while. I told her the situation. She called me a lift, and I took a ride to my buddy Kyle Neiman's house because I felt I needed to tell him right away about the pedo stuff. With Seth and Claire, my adrenaline was going, and I sure as shit didn't want to go home. Anyways, I got to Kyle's house, and he was at home. Took a walk, came back, when he and his wife were close, and went over there. He came out to talk to me for a bit, I told him a quick rundown, and then he went back inside. He told his wife, who then proceeded to call the cops on me because she was very frightened, which is very understandable. Um, officers Diaz and Devera arrived, and cuffed me, and we talked and I basically told them the situation. They were actually really receptive and the best part of that awful night. I told them that it would probably be in their interest of personal safety if they didn't take this issue to the higher ups. They suggested taking me to a mental health facility to check myself in. I've gotten conflicting reports from LAPD about where exactly I was taken. Right, so... Um, I wanted them to put me in jail instead, but they wouldn't do it. So I agreed to go to a mental health facility in Culver City. Okay. So that's how he got in a mental institution. Right. I spent the night there, and the people working there were like, why in the hell are you here? It's clear you're of sound mind. I was like, yeah, pretty much. I left there the next morning, and I got texts and calls from Kyle and Tyler. I'd actually reached out to Tyler the night before, but he didn't want to intervene at all. I trusted Tyler. Big mistake. Anyways, Tyler called a couple of days later and told me that he had spoken to John Brennan about me. Who's John Brennan? I have... You know what? Uh, I'll look it up real quick. Completely unprofessional, but I'm gonna do it. He is a former CIA director. Right. In March 2013-2017... He served as a chief counterterrorism advisor to U.S. President Obama, also. He's a CIA officer. Okay, okay. That explains why he threatened him with that. Yeah. Tyler said I had been under surveillance for quite some time and they were about to ban me and that if I didn't talk about politics online, they were going to let me Wait, 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 wait. Ban me? Like, they're going to 
gonna, he's gonna be walking and they're just gonna pull him in a van and like pull him in like in the movies i guess so is that a thing people do that yeah i mean people do that yeah huh i mean like the fbi does that i know yeah, people, i know yeah. people do that yeah, FBI, you know whole like don't I get in the van with a strange man with a cane but damn FBI all right let's bring that down a little bit this is about, <laughs> this <can> be public <laughs> Understand it doesn't take much for you to drive a van and pull a dude inside. You sound like you know that from personal experience, Brent. Have you ever done that before? Well, no, <laughs> no. But I watch a lot of true crime. Same. It's it's like that's like a, a standard thing on fucking pedo rapist one hundred and one. Hey, got some candy. Oh my god. Okay, no, I gotta stop. This is yeah. Okay, <laughs> sorry, guys. Jeez. <laughs> Tyler said I'd been under surveillance. Okay, uh, I that. Yeah. Um, also, Tyler stressed that he was doing me a huge favor by intervening. Yes, this sounds weird since the threat should have been don't reveal the pedo stuff, but that's what it was. So I shut up for a while. Um, and then it shows... That picture of the hot dog? Or no, the... Um, it's... Uh, it says so I shut up for a while and then it says Seth Green and Robot Chicken and then it says Federal Bureau of Investigation right the what the, the hot dog is the yeah. boy the pizza the girl cheese equals little girl pasta equals little boy ice cream equals no prostitute walnut equals person of color uh, map equals semen which is gross and sauce equals orgy which is even grosser Um, oh, it was notorious. Oh, it was the notorious 1993 documentary Chicken Hawk Men Who Love Boys, a film in which several NAMBLA members put their names, faces, and feelings out into the world for all to see. What? It's not too much of a leak to recognize that robot refers to trained or programmed as an NK Ultra programmed, yes. A real program based on ancient mind splitting techniques, which the elite have been use- utilizing through all of human history. Uh, what are the odds that Seth Green, who keeps friends with Macaulay Culkin, who is also telegraphs FBI known pedophile- pedophilia symbols, is the creator of an extremely successful show called Robot Chicken? Right, but Macaulay uh, Culkin, he is supposedly a victim in all of this. So, yeah. But, you know, he was very adamant to me, which this is also weird, but kind of a side note. He was very adamant about Michael Jackson never touching him. Yeah. Uh, he said that Michael Jackson was never in that way. And a lot of people, uh, some people actually believe that Michael Jackson was part of taking this down. Uh, but, you know, we don't really know that for a fact. It's kind of just... I would like to think that Michael Jackson was a good person, but can't always, you know... He apparently wrote a letter to Claire. Right, Seth I, I saw that. Claire. I was wondering about that, but it doesn't make any uh, doesn't really make any sense if you look at it. Yeah, like I nah. said, we're gonna put put this up so you guys can read it for yourself because we've kind of been rambling on for a little bit now. Uh, we should probably get close to wrapping this one up. Yeah, basically. Yeah, because this is basically but all the information that we have. Is, it's it's a crazy case. It's still not being looked into. No, and they people def- are most definitely talking about it more. See? Right, because of Epstein. Because Epstein, of Epstein kinda, and his documents. They believe, yeah, they believe that that was part of Cappy's uh, Dead Man Switch. Right, because you got to think about like Seth Green is one of the people that was named as uh, as somebody a Hollywood pedo. Yeah. yeah, in the Epstein in documents the Epstein files. And so now people are maybe realizing that Isaac Cappy wasn't as crazy as, as everybody thought, thought he, he was. was. Yeah. yeah. So well, you know, uh, on that note, I guess that's how we're. Uh, all we're going to talk about today because uh, we have just really kind of just this is just the tip of the iceberg here like if we're being honest basically because I don't uh, even know if this is the tip there's so much to it right there, uh, there's so much that's coming out now right so maybe next time uh, we're kind of debating on how we're gonna we might to keep ourselves sane we might do like a normal yeah podcast in between kinda our conspiracy podcast because this stuff is very very it, deep it, and it very heavy. Yeah, this is a very mentally draining stuff to learn about. But you know, a lot of people have seemed very interested in this, so that's why we're trying to do uh, what we can do and provide everybody with the best evidence. Yeah, and, and we hope you guys dive into it and kind of, you know, we hope you fall down the hole, but don't fall down too deep. Right, because it's a crazy um, place. It's, but- it's pretty crazy. 
Also, I would highly recommend that unless you have some certain uh, software on your computer not to get on the dark web or 8chan or anything like that to protect yourself. We yeah. have prevented, uh, we have not done that just because everything is kind of too crazy to do that. And I don't want the FBI to show up my door and get swatted. So, yeah, for, for research. Preferred. So, for safety you know, y'all guys be everybody. safe while y'all are researching. But we do encourage that y'all do look into some of the links and some of the videos that we have posted for you guys. Because they can, you know, we, Britt and I just kind of just did a, a rundown of everything. You know, there's a lot more stuff that you guys could take some ways. Maybe y'all can catch stuff that we didn't catch, you know. Yeah, We'd you love guys to hear about find it. things that we were not able to find. Right. There's there's no telling what you guys can actually find. No, we can help you learn. You can help, help us learn. learn. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's how we're going to end this now. And uh, we will get back with you guys with hopefully a new episode. Like I said, it might not necessarily be conspiracy theory might need to take a break my brain's kind of turning the mush right now i don't know about you Brett. yeah but, yeah brain is in yeah. potato form now all right well thank you guys for listening